On today's episode, we are talking about how to give your store a visibility boost. This is really focused around ways to improve your SEO or search engine optimization, which is just a technical way of improving visibility. Don't worry, what we're talking about today is not technical whatsoever. Seriously, this is just a simple checklist of five things you can do to get more eyes on your store. So you'll probably want to take notes or you can just download a PDF version of this at alexanderdesignco.com slash boost. If you are listening to this in the car or on a walk or you just like to have that paper version, I have that for you. So I'm gonna walk you through these five steps and explain why they work and exactly how it improves visibility. So let's go. Welcome to the Product Powerhouse Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to run a product-based business. We'll be sharing specific actionable tips for your online store, chatting with other shop owners to go behind the scenes of their successful product-based businesses and having a blast talking shop. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I'm the founder of Alexander Design Company, a web design and marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. We work with incredible entrepreneurs to create an unforgettable online presence for their shop. Now grab a nice coffee and let's chat. All right, here we go. Tip number one, set up a Google My Business listing for your shop. Google My Business is a free tool on Google. And in a nutshell, it's basically the yellow pages of the internet, if you remember using phone books. Anytime you search for a store or a restaurant, you see this list of businesses near you with all the business info. It's like the hours of operations, the phone number, address, link to the website, customer reviews, there's sometimes a picture. All of that is controlled by Google My Business. And Google loves when you use their products, so of course, they show businesses that have this set up in the search results first. In order to set this up, you just go to google.com slash business, or you could even just type Google My Business in the search bar and you'll see it. You'll go through the setup process and let me give you a few pro tips. If your address is based out of your home, you will have to enter your home address in order to get your account verified. After you've verified your address, you can take off the actual address and just have a service area. You cannot set this up to a PO box. It has to be an individual address. So that's the best way to do it if you are based out of your home. If you don't want to list your public phone number, you can also sign up for a free Google Voice phone number. Um, Again, just Google, (laughs) just search for Google Voice and it will walk you through the process of getting that set up. So this helps because, well, like I already said, Google loves when you use their tools. I think that's pretty obvious, but this is also really beneficial for helping you get found in your local community. And a really cool fun fact that I found on HubSpot is that 46% of all Google searches are seeking local information. And just by having your Google My Business listing set up, you can capitalize on those local searches. Now, I know you're worried that this will mean that you don't show up in other areas, but that is not the case. Just think of it as putting your fish in a smaller pond. So if we use my business, for example, there are far, far less web designers in my town than there are in the entire state of Washington. So just by 
putting my location up there, it means that when people from my town are looking for a web designer, they're more likely to see me first, but I'll still show up for other search terms. It's not just the local search. So on top of that, after your listing is approved on Google My Business, you can ask customers for reviews and they will show up with your listing as well. When your profile is brand new like this, I highly recommend reaching out to your local loyal customers, the ones that you know will leave you a good review, and ask them to leave a review on Google. Not that we want to kind of tip the scales, but it's a really great way to get that momentum going by asking people that are really familiar with your business and work with you a bunch. So that's tip number one. And tip number two is related to this topic of reviews. So tip number two is give customers some way to leave reviews on your website. So if your website's on Shopify, there are a bunch of different apps you can install. Um, There's even one developed by Shopify named product reviews, if you can imagine. Uh, Some are specific to each product and some are just for your store in general. You'll have to kind of look around and see, but reviews in general are a wonderful thing for your shop. First of all, customer reviews are great social proof. Shoppers want to hear what other people thought of your store. And I've actually done a poll on this topic before, wondering if customers prefer to see reviews from real people or would they rather see press or celebrity endorsements. And nearly everyone on the poll said real customers and or both. So if you have the option for both, you can do that too. But seeing the input of other people is invaluable for shoppers. It gives them comfort while they're making their own purchase. And that's your entire goal on your website is to make them feel like they are making the right choice by purchasing from you. Reviews can also help your store by adding more words to your pages. One of the struggles a lot of shop owners have is that they don't have enough content on their pages, especially product pages. Longer pages and more text on a page actually gives Google more context to what the page is about so that they can properly like serve up your page to the people who are looking for what it is about. Another bonus is that you can use those reviews on social media for great content. And it's a really great way to highlight your shoppers and also, you know, show that your company is trustworthy and and ready to serve people. All right, on to tip number three, review and edit your site title and description. The site title and site description are settings within your shop, and in Shopify, you can find them under preferences. The shop title is what shows up when you are looking at a website in the browser tab. Usually, it's just the business name, but there's some space here where you can add one or two keywords to make it really powerful. Like you might add fine jewelry or sustainable clothing, artists, and soap. Those are some examples. In this section, you want to keep this pretty broad since you don't have a lot of space for anything else. And then we have the site description. Nine times out of 10, business owners put their tagline here, which really doesn't work. The site description is not the same as your tagline. The site description needs to describe your shop. What do you offer? Who is it for? You really shouldn't need to do keyword research for this description. I'm positive you already know this information. You just want to write two to three, maybe four complete sentences about your shop. This is also a great place to add your location information. You can add something like handmade in Seattle or visit our shop in San Diego. You can actually see how the site title and the site description show up if you Google your shop. So open up an incognito window and Google your business name 
The part that shows up in the larger text in blue is the site title. And then under that in the gray is the site description, just so you can see how they work together. This is really powerful because those are the pieces that are most likely to show up when someone searches for your shop. So if they um, saw you at a show or you, they saw you at a, an event and they remembered your business name, they can type those in and get a little more information about your store. But also you can use, since you're using keywords in those sections, you'll show up under searches for anything kind of related to that. So if you add in there that you're a handmade artisan soap maker, the next time someone's looking for handmade artisan soap, your business could pop up there because you've written it out in the site description. So another tip for your site title and your site description would be to put a reminder in your calendar to review this, these at least once a quarter or maybe every six months. Details like this change quickly. For example, you might have decided to stop working in gold jewelry and remove anything that says silver or something along those lines. This stuff changes pretty quickly and the more focused and accurate you can be, the better targeting you'll get when you are showing up in search results. All right. On to tip number four, I think this is the most fun of them all. You're going to write a roundup blog post or newsletter. The most strategic way to use this would be through a blog post, but if you aren't blogging, you can use a newsletter, but just know that it's not going to get the same juicy SEO boost. So a roundup blog post is like five things I'm loving this month or five things to pack on your next road trip, five things you need in your beach bag. We've all seen these posts. It doesn't have to be five things exactly. You can use whatever number you like. I think five is easy. You can use whatever number you like. I just think five is easy and quick enough that it doesn't take as long. So start by picking a theme for your post. You'll choose four other businesses that fit your theme and with each one, you will write a quick paragraph and say why you love them. You wanna stay away from people in the exact same industry as you. So if you're a jeweler, you don't want to include other jewelers. But I have a really great example. I have a client whose business is, is very niched into sailing. So for example, she could do five accessories for your next sailing adventure. So she sells really cool jewelry that has a UV indicator. So you could use that as one of the products. And then she can also um, add like a cute sailing themed tank top or a fun hat, a good book, maybe a snack. You know, five things that would really round out the post. And to be quite honest, she's really good at these posts and sends them in her newsletters all of the time. So for each of the items, you'll write a short paragraph and link to the other shop and include a photo. Gush about what you love about them or the other shop owner or the company. Just total love fest. And then you'll hit publish. So now the first part is done. This alone is good for SEO because it's linking to other websites. Linking out is really good for search engine optimization because the internet is a web and they, Google loves it when you're linking to other websites and that helps build your domain authority. You could stop at this point and the benefits would be pretty awesome, but you can take this a step further and email or DM those other shops and tell them that you tried their product and you loved it and you wrote about it in your latest blog post and then give them the link to the blog post. Be genuine, be sincere, be honest. If you haven't tried their product, don't pretend like you have. So this is going to make them feel really great about 
their business. You know, it's going to flatter them. They're going to feel awesome. And it starts creating a connection between you and that other business owner. And at that point, they might even share your blog post out without you even having to ask them which is a win for everyone. So then the next step, like this is like layer upon layer of how effective these blog posts are. But to take this even like another leap, you can use those same five items or five shops to give a shout out on Instagram. So create a cute little graphic for your Instagram stories and tag those other shops. When you tag another shop in your stories, they're able to share it into their own stories. So they will probably do that. Almost everyone kind of reciprocates that sharing back and forth in stories. So not only is it growing your audience, because when they share you, their audience could go and find you, but it can also help them grow their own audience. And they know that when they share back. So if they tag you, they know that you're probably going to reshare it again. So you know, it creates a loop of growing your audience. These types of posts also do really well on Pinterest. There are tons of roundup posts on Pinterest, like 50 Instant Pot recipes or 15 must-haves for a new baby. You've seen them, you've pinned them, you probably love them. If you need ideas for your own posts, you can just head over there and scroll for a few minutes and I'm sure you'll find a ton of good examples. Okay, on to our last tip for the day. You're going to want to compress your images and add alt text. Or actually, I should say add alt text and then compress your images. This is a two-step process, but they go really well together. The first part is adding alt text to your images. Alt text is an HTML tag that gets added to the code part of your website. So you don't see it on the front when you're viewing your website, but it lives in the code. This little tag tells Google what the image is about. The main purpose of this tag is the main purpose of this is that shop owners and website users who use screen readers to view a website are able to tell what the image is if they're not even able to see it. So this makes your website accessible for those who are visually impaired. But there's also a hidden benefit of being able to use keywords in those tags to enhance your ability to show Google search results particularly in the image results. (laughs) So you can add this text in each image when you are uploading photos, but if your site is already up, it's gonna be much faster for you to use an app. On Shopify, my favorite app is Bulk Image Edit. I install this on every website we build. It's really easy to use and it does a bunch of cool things. Um, And I actually have an old blog post that walks you through this whole process on my website. You can find that at alexanderdesignco.com slash blog, or I'll also post the actual link in the show notes. Now, the second step of this process is compressing your images. Another one of the ranking factors for websites is site speed. Humans don't want to wait for a site to load. And unfortunately, stores are notoriously slow because every product has multiple images associated with it. And photos and media are the main things that take up space and slow down a website. So that same app I mentioned, Bulk Image Edit on Shopify, that app can compress your images, but it only does 50 for free. Honestly, I think it's totally worth it to pay for this app at least one month to compress all of your images. And then you can go back to using the free version. It's only $10. Um, If you have a lot, a lot of products, you might have to pay a little bit more, but um, there's also cheaper versions or cheaper apps that you could use. But personally, I just 
once I find something I love, I just use it every time. The the price is completely worth it for me. I'm the person who prefers to use the tried and true instead of looking for the cheaper option all the time. Um, you can also compress images before you load them to your shop using a free tool like TinyPNG or make sure you compress them in your photo editing software like Photoshop or Lightroom and then upload them once they're compressed. The ideal size for your photos is different depending on every theme and so I hesitate to give you an exact size but if you look in your theme documentation you can find like the proper size there for most and I, I say this with like hesitation most of the time for product images I'm looking for images that are at least 1500 pixels in one direction and then they can be bigger the other way. Okay, that's it. So there you have it. Five pretty easy and quick tips to give your store a visibility boost. Set up Google My Business, add reviews to your site, edit your site title and description, write a roundup of blog posts, and then compress and add alt text to your photos. To make this really easy, remember I have a free PDF version of this. You can get it at alexanderdesignco.com boost. And then you just have a checklist you can follow along and get these done without adding a ton of things to your to-do list. Thanks for listening today and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to dig a little deeper into this episode, come join us in the Product Powerhouse community on Facebook. It's the best place to go to find the perfect partner for your next collaboration, get additional support and trainings, and just hang out with other shop owners. You can be a part of our circle by visiting alexanderdesignco.com community or search for Product Powerhouse Community on Facebook. And if you really loved this episode, open up your podcast app and leave a rating and review. Each review makes it that much easier for other shop owners to find us and get in on this action.